This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Jones, and today I'm going to talk to you about the seven top hurdles to overcome before you passively invest into real estate. So these are things that you need to uh, be aware of and to address you know, before and actually throughout your passive real estate investing journey. So the first thing is the financial capital. You know, if you don't have money to invest passively into real estate, it's going to be really hard to, you know, essentially do it. Now, you can be active in other ways and, and be investing in real estate. And some of it can certainly be passive to a point, but it really comes down to the capital. So uh, whether you have a high income, you know, job that you're working, that you're able to procure some you know, money to be able to invest, or you've come into money some other way, or you have to build up some capital by actively investing first to get to the point where you can start investing passively with your capital. You know, th Those are things that you have to overcome first. So that's number one, essentially. Uh, but the other thing, uh, or the number two, is going to be real estate knowledge, because you have to have some competency with being able to understand markets and you know how it works and asset classes and how to tell if somebody is good to you know, put your money with and what it, whether or not a deal itself is good. So you need to build up some knowledge and really all the knowledge is out there for free. Uh, you can pay somebody to be a coach or a mentor to help you you know, uh, propel your knowledge, you know, faster, but you can really listen to podcasts like this one. There's lots of other ones, read books, uh, watch webinars, attend uh, real estate events, that sort of thing to increase your knowledge. So you can, first of all, you know, know what kind of asset is right for you and how to analyze assets within that, how to understand different markets and sub markets, uh, the market trends as well, and the rental demand, you know, things like that. There, there's so much that goes into it that really going into it blindly is a big risk that you so and you know, gaining that real estate knowledge is uh, key as well. So number three is having proper property management in place because if you don't have property management or an asset manager to oversee the property manager, it is not a passive investment. You know, if you are doing the property manager yourself, if you're swinging the hammer, if you're, you're taking calls from tenants uh, about you know problems with the the toilets, the trash, and the termites, then it is not passive at all. So you have to hire a property manager to oversee the day-to-day -day operations and the maintenance and the tenant management. So a big hurdle is finding that reliable and competent property management teams and can be challenging. And depending on the asset class and the market that you're in, it can be even more difficult at times. So you know, in my mind, having someone good in place as the active asset manager role uh, they're going to be in charge of that as well. So that uh, creates an extra layer for you as well. But you know, essentially having good property management, if you don't have that, it's going to be a big headache all around. Number four is the cash flow and return on investment. Because ensuring a positive cash flow and a desirable ROI, those are essential. Uh, you know, cash flow is king. It's not just a matter of having cash. You've got to have cash flow. Because when the market turns, if we have a recession, or uh, you know, slow down. If the property is able to cash flow throughout, then you can hold on to the property and ride it through to the other side. So understanding what your investment goals are, and being able to make sure that the property itself uh, is going to have the cash flow necessary to to ride you through the hard times and give you the kind of returns that you want, uh, you know, that's critical. So you're considering factors like 
the the rental income uh, of what you can uh, achieve with market rents uh, expenses oftentimes by just reducing expenses you can achieve your investment goals so uh you're making sure you have good financing in place with the mortgage the property taxes are, are not too bad the insurance is good you're able to negotiate you know fees with uh, lawn maintenance and, and things like that to be uh appropriate levels. And then other things to consider are vacancy rates and uh, you know the potential appreciation too. So calculating accurate projections and minimizing risks is crucial for a successful passive investment. So looking at the cash flow uh, and uh, you know having the business plan executed appropriately is key as well. Next is going to be you know kind of related to risk mitigation because real estate investments, just like any type of investment, comes with risks. Things like market fluctuations, uh, property damage, unexpected expenses. You know, I, I know people uh, like one of my uh, buddies, Todd Dexheimer, he had a property uh, that he had bought. And then like soon after, somebody drove through the lawn and crashed into one of the apartments. You know, luckily, uh, I, I don't think anyone was hurt, uh, but uh, the property was certainly damaged. And so that was a surprise. So, um, you know, th some things you can't expect, but uh, some things you can plan for at least having capital reserves so uh you know ready to go in case of unexpected expenses but also conducting uh proper due diligence so whether you are doing that or preferably you have somebody good in place who's doing the due diligence for you to looking for like uh you know is the the roof about to collapse is the 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 plumbing uh needs to be replaced you know things like that uh, so investing in diverse markets or, or property types you know when you're a passive investor um, and having contingency plans in place to help mitigate those risks associated with the passive investing, you know, those are the types of things to consider as well uh, before you jump in. Uh, number six is going to be legal and regulatory compliance. So again, whether you're doing it or you have somebody in place who knows what they're doing, you know, uh, real estate investing involves a lot of compliance with various laws, whether they're they're local or state or uh, federal. Uh, regulations, it, it, it's essential to have a clear understanding of things like zoning regulations, uh, the landlord and tenant laws uh, around the fair housing regulations, and any other type of legal obligations specifically to the area in which you are investing. So you don't necessarily have to know that. But again, if you have somebody in place, an, um, an active person, a, a syndication sponsor, an operator, what have you, somebody in place who knows that stuff or has the uh, legal part of the team that can uh, cue in to make sure things are following compliance and the laws that, you know, that's essential as well. And number seven is the time commitment. So while I talk about passive investing on this podcast and how it can be, you know, free up your time. And so you don't have to do any work. Honestly, there's still going to be some level of involvement, some level of time and work on your part, regardless of how passive it is because it involves researching different investment opportunities, researching different syndication sponsors to make sure you're with somebody good, monitoring performance. I mean, granted, like you could just throw your money with anyone on any deal and not pay attention to what's going on. Uh, but uh, in my mind, that's, that's a very bad idea. So you want to do the work up front to you know, meet and interact and get to know who's good in the business and um, how to analyze deals to know what you know if one deal is good versus another, and then overseeing the the performance. So that might just be reading the email updates and and other um, communications with who's ever in charge, 
to make sure that things are going according to plan, or at least when problems happen, that they're being corrected. So by addressing these different hurdles, uh, potential passive real estate investors are going to be able to increase their chances of success and make informed decisions that align with your investment goals, as well as your risk tolerance. So I strongly advise that you consult with uh, real estate professionals, you know, such as financial advisors who understand real estate, uh, syndication sponsors, real estate attorneys, you know, you know, uh, CPAs, that sort of thing, people who, who understand uh, real estate to be able to navigate these challenges efficiently and effectively. So uh, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with somebody you know, and have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.